Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcast. We are back for game week two. We have got the preview show today for the 2022-2023 season. And our show today is obviously powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. Whether you're listening along or watching, if you're enjoying the content, make sure you're giving our video some love with a like, a rating or a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, as well as a subscription if you're watching along on YouTube. It really does help us and the rest of the panel um, so we can grow the show and we can reach more audience members, not just in Australia, but all around the world. We have some brilliant panel members today, but unfortunately we don't have Ollie. Um, he had a little bit of a stinker in game week one, so we've given him you know, his P45. He's been kicked off the Addicts podcast. He no longer has a seat on it and um, yeah, he's decided that it is with his best interest that he just you know, stop doing it. But I'm sure he'll be back next week if he has a decent week. Um, but we'll just have to find out this week and see how he gets on. But before we get into it today, boys, we've got to remember anyone that's listening or watching along, you can still enter our mini leagues. Um, you know, if you want to get involved, the caption down below, and you can also head to fpladdicts.com.au, which has all the links so you can quickly register um, and get all the details for our leagues and our prizes as well. And speaking of prizes for game week one, congratulations to Lockie Nixon, who earns his first one of the season and he hauled 80 points and gets that 80 Aussie dollar cash prize as well. So congratulations to you, Lockie, and I'm sure we'll be hearing your name a lot this season if you keep it up and getting these manager of the week. Hopefully awards. not. <laughs> Fingers crossed not. It would be absolutely <laughs> lovely if... Uh, you know, a couple of the, the panel members last year got a couple of the awards. So if we can get something running like that a little bit uh, again this season, it would be quite good. Otherwise, you know, we kind of get shown up by everyone else. So fingers crossed we keep going strong, lads, and uh, it will be absolutely brilliant. But um, in the other leagues, you know, looking elsewhere, um, Andrew Murno sits on top of the public league with, league with a massive 91 points. Um, in the women's league, we've got Mira, who's from Canberra. She holds a massive 84 points and sits in first place on that ladder. And in the head-to-head, -head, admin sits on top of the ladder in our league of 16. But now that all of the uh, you know the admin is is out of the way, uh, we can get into the the exciting FPL business, boys. So obviously, game week one is now over. We're heading into game week two. Um, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of headaches going into game week one. You know, all the new signings. Haaland, Darwin Nunes, all these big, big players coming to the Premier League and no one was really sure who to trust. But um, Game Week 1 has uh, taught a couple of managers a lot of things and, um, you know, a lot of people are now considering changing up their teams. You know, some people even considering playing their wild cards just to get certain players in uh, in Game Week 2. So more on that later. But um, I want to start the discussion today and I want to go to you with this one, Mikey. Haaland versus Harry Kane. You know, he kind of showed who's boss in Game Week 1, didn't he, Erling Haaland? Harry Kane with the blank, so... Who do you yeah. think is reliable? Well, I think I think they're both reliable. The issue for me is that I don't have either of them in my team. Because <laughs> um, obviously, you know, being the FPL rev, I, I did try and put my faith in Jesus. And uh, that faith was unfortunately not repaid. I got absolutely crucified by my, <laughs> by my forward line. So, yeah, I think they're both reliable. But I think... You know, just on just on eye test and stats, a combination of the two, I think that's just further proof that Ellen Holland is a robot. He's basically the Terminator. He's going to get forty goals this season. But anyway, yeah. Good morning to a few uh, other guys in the chat. By the way, good morning, Robert Ducky. Good morning, Mike Alfin. Good to see you back. And um, yeah, I'm I'm fully prepared for for Mike and Robert Ducky to fully roast me today. Fully prepared. Well, <laughs> Robert Ducky, obviously a very potent member on Twitter and someone that follows along. So we appreciate all the support from everyone. And as he says, who needs a, a Twitter space this morning when you got the addict? So Ducky, we really appreciate the support that you've given us, mate. And we thank you a lot. And uh, Mikey, I think it's a really fair point that you make. You know, Harlem made it look really easy against West Ham and um, West Ham considered a fairly decent side. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds this season. But um, yeah, Reedy, your team, Liverpool, um, you know, the, the early kickoff on the Saturday um, you know, a little bit hit and miss. A two two all draw with Fulham. Mitrovic showing us what he does. We'll touch on him in a minute. But you know, Liverpool were lacklustre for majority of that game. You know, didn't really start kicking until Darwin Nunes got on the pitch. What did you make of your team's performance? Yeah, well, you know, um, bad performance by Liverpool. Obviously, um, what can we say? Two two against Fulham. You thought Liverpool would absolutely 
smash Fulham, uh, to be honest. But Alexander Mitrovic had other plans, the new boys, um, under par performance from, from Liverpool, to be honest with you. Um, chasing shadows for much of the game, you know, improved second half, of course. And we got the goals with, with Darwin Nunes coming on, 30 minutes. That's, that's all he needed. And now Mikey's, uh, you know, shaking in his boots because he wants uh, the Nordic Meek Shield and the, Euro, the Uruguayan spear fisherman. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a bit of a lackluster performance from Liverpool to start of the season, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll set that right with Palace this weekend. Well, I hope we do anyway, because if we play like that, well, we're, we're going to get eaten for breakfast by Palace, uh, Elliot. So yeah, I was really surprised, really um, disappointed, but we move, we move. Read it, read yeah. it. What what happened, mate? What what do you think it was? Why you know you've had a preseason? Was it the battering from United that threw you through preseason going into game week one? What what was it, mate? Yeah, well, Man United know all about getting battered, don't they, Jack? So <laughs> it's all about preseason, lads. It's all about preseason. Uh, yeah, I was going, I was about to say there. Did, didn't you play Brighton and something happened? Where yeah, we won't go into that for now. Um, but yeah, I'm just try to get ahead here. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I really, really don't know. I, I really don't know. It's it's like they've never played together. Before it was almost like who do we pass it to? What position did we play? There was no structure, there was no pressing, which has always been evident in Liverpool's style of play um, over the last few seasons. There was just nothing as a team. Um, it was so, so sloppy, what, you know, on it like possession wise, yeah, it was really yeah. sloppy, which is such a surprise. So many misplaced passes, yeah. yeah. That's a, giving the ball away too cheaply. Um, no, no actual attacking threat, to be honest with you. Uh, Salah had a quiet first 45, Firmino was just non existent. Um, and Louis Diaz really kind of they didn't have too many chances as it was. You know, he, no, he, he got that as well, didn't he? Yeah, he exactly. He, he got that one where it was a beautiful finish. Don't get me wrong, but um, unfortunately, it was the offside situation. So, yeah, um, really disappointing. And I mean, from an FPL point of view, not just for me as a fan. Um, you know, if you had Liverpool assets uh, other than having Salah, it was um, yeah, it was a bit of a rubbish one, wasn't it? Really, or. So that's the, without saying the the other word, <laughs> that, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was the uh, it was the Alexander Mitrovic show, as we said, and um, you know, EPL Live have provided us with a couple of stats on our, on the main man, the Serbian. Um, so he had three shots and obviously scored two goals. He had thirteen forward passes. He won seventy nine percent of his aerial duels, which is eleven out of fourteen. He had a hundred percent take ons, and he sold Van Dyke for at least two of them. I think pretty sure I've never seen a player um you know do Van Dyke not once but twice in a game obviously won the penalty from him as well um and sat him down a couple of times and he's 6.6 million now he's risen from 6.5 he's got 14.3 percent ownership so Jack do you think we're going to see an influx of people going with the Serbian now he was uh he was he was sensational wasn't he really I know there was some bad defending by uh by Trent in the, in that for what for his first goal but he looked um yeah he looked sharp didn't he we never rated him when he was when he's coming to the premiership before the championship at standard but i think fulham the way they played in the championship last season um they played great football under silver and they've come in and as long as they do that this season and you know and get the ball to metro then they've got every chance of um you know of him doing well for you and he might be a second striker for a few you know managers out there now you can see by his ownership a lot of people have shipped you know Jesus out and um you know and brought him in so if you know if he can keep up that and start you know and carry on that form that like he's just brought in and from the form from the championship he's going to be a great player isn't he yeah, absolutely. You know, he really did run the show. Um, and what a way to, you know, stamp your mark back into the Premier League where he's failed to do it for a lot of seasons. So, you know, congratulations to Mitrovic on his first two in, in an FPL sense. Long may it continue. Um, good to see you in the chat. FPL Firefly says up at 3 a.m. USA time, catching my first of your pods live. Good morning. The dedication and the commitment from you there, Tiffany, is unreal. And uh, we obviously appreciate the support no matter what time of the day it is, no matter where in the world that you're from. So 3 a.m in the usa thank you so double very shot, much double shot in that, that coffee absolutely yeah, yeah she's absolutely. a legend T tiffany so it's great to have her on the podcast or watching the podcast anyway so yeah fantastic certainly is so boys the price rises and the price falls you will have seen by now you know the first batch of them was the likes of harry kane harland zinchenko um and then you know a couple of players that didn't really get game time have sort of dropped in price um over the the past 24 hours or so so you know, the, the owners with Harry Kane, Chazza, I'm going to go to you here. A man that, that had the Nordic meat shield and not Harry Kane. Um, you know, 
you, if you wanted to go Harry Kane to Haaland, you had to get it done in early because, you know, Harry Kane's dropped in price. Haaland's risen. So, you know, have a couple of managers been stitched up there? I think a lot of people went into preseason thinking, oh, if Kane doesn't start bagging, I can just go straight to Haaland. But they've kind of found themselves a bit of egg on their face now, haven't they? Yep, to an extent, you're absolutely spot on there. And just before I get on to a point, just want to say good afternoon to uh, Jack and Elliot that are currently in Melbourne and good morning to Reedy and the Reverend himself and to all of the viewers who are currently watching. Thank you very much for your support. With this situation, if you had Kane and you go to Harlan to beat the price rise, if I was in those shoes, I probably would have done it. But when you think about it initially, building your game week one side, before the season starts, you want to stick to those players for at least five to six game weeks. So to a degree, yes, I feel it is hasty because Kane still has some good fixtures coming up. It was just a matter of him being unlucky. Spurs kick four and he wasn't involved. And Son didn't get much better of it either. He only got an assist, which he was only my captain last week. Kulosevsky was the major winner. He certainly was. And, you know, FPL managers with Kulusevski, um were definitely, definitely rewarded, um, you know, with having him in their team. He was the the 8 million midfielder that people needed to have. So Mikey sitting there all smug with a big smile on his face. You got rewarded with your pick with Kulusevski, mate. So how happy with you with his haul? It, I'm, I'm not just happy with his haul. I'm happy with how he looked as well. He was sensational. He looked like the main attacker in that front three. I think... It's 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 like a bit of an old meme, but you know the answer to Kane versus Son really was Kulusevski. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy with his performance. I know Rubber Ducky in the chat was banging the Kulusevski drum, um as well. So so yeah, it's it's quite good. Obviously going forward, there are some concerns about his minutes, but he's not going to get dropped when if he keeps performing like that. If he keeps performing like that, he keeps Richarlison out of the side. For me quite quite easily so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to going into the next few weeks within in my side because because he always seems to get a slice of the the uh, spares attack pie doesn't he as opposed to um you know we know kane can haul we know song can haul but kulisevsky just keeps ticking over it's just mm, beautiful beautiful mate he certainly does. Um, you know, obviously, out of the three, as you said, Kulosevsky was the one that you really wanted to have in your team. And he probably wasn't the one that a lot of people ended up having in their team. So the owners that did have him, like yourself, Mikey, were definitely rewarded with that. Chazza, I'm going to go back to you. You said last week that you were going to have cash, but you'd rather pay by card. And the, mem- the the people that paid by card this week were definitely rewarded as well. Villa conceding two away to Bournemouth. No attacking return, no clean sheet for Maddie Cash. So, you know, the visionary that you are, did, how did you know that paying by card this week was going to be better than cash? Well, most of the time when people pay by card, you, there's a surcharge added, like your 40 cents or your 20, your 20 p. Do you get what I mean? But this week, there was no surcharge. So they came away with a win. But I feel for Maddie Cash owners, and I'm certainly one of them, Villa's short-term fixtures do sound promising. I know they have Everton on the weekend too, and both Cash and Leon Bailey scored in Villa's 3-0 win against Everton last season. And Everton conceded 19 goals from set pieces throughout the campaign. And that's probably, that's, that is one of the worst in the league too. So I'd say for now, keep the faith. But very worrying for Villa, uh, losing 2-0 on the opening day. And when you think about it too, they did lose 3-2 away at Watford in the opening game in class season. So... I'm not sure whether it's a sign of good things to come or not for Bournemouth, but I feel they did need the win themselves, considering their last, their next month, it's a run of difficult fixtures. Certainly is. You know, they've got the Nordic meat shield to deal with this weekend, Man City. So there's going to be a lot of people bringing Erlen Haaland into their team if they can. But um, as Charlie says, stick paying cash by now if you can. They've got good fixtures, but, you know, the ones that paid by card were the ones that were awarded for this week. Reedy, I'm going to go to you for this one because you're a big fan of a differential and a huge fan of an enabler. And there was three that we've picked out from game week one. Aronson from Leeds, who you were a big fan of at 5.5 million. Drewsby Hall from Leicester, who's risen to 5.1 million. He scored an absolute screamer. And Zinchenko uh, from Arsenal, obviously 5.1 million. So, you know, what do you make of those three as uh, the enablers and the differentials that you can get into your side? You're on mute. 
Listen, no, I had an intruder, so I had to Um But yeah, so basically, uh, I had Aronson, Juicy Hall, and who was the other one, Elliot? Zinchenko, mate. Zinchenko, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all great options. Um, Juicy Hall, obviously, what a what a goal by him. Um, you know, Zinchenko started off really well as well, uh, getting the clean sheet and the assist. And uh, and then you you know you've got Aronson who looked like he'd got a goal for Leeds as well. Um, it was a bit unfortunate that one. So all great great players, great price points as well. And um, you know five mil for Juicy Hall, five mil well five point one now for Zinchenko. He's already gone up point one, um, and Aronson's five point five. So I really like the look of of all three. To be honest with you, I can't pick any any problems with them. So I think um, if you haven't got them in your team already. Um, I would seriously consider it because um, I think the one for me that stands out is probably Zinchenko. I just think with his, with his, his options is in terms of his versatility to be able to play in midfield for, for Arsenal sometimes, that is that is a, a tasty option, I should say, um, you know, for FPL managers. So, if, you know, if, you, if you're going to sort of get him in, you, you've got to do it sooner rather than later. So, because for me, I think Zinchenko is only going to go up in price. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with everything that you've pretty much just said there, Reedy. Um, we've got, you know, sort of two more talking points to touch on, boys, and then we can get into, uh, you know, the the plans for the game week two, you know, the, the second game week of 38, the uh, the second leg of the 38-week marathon. So um, I'm going to go to you for this one, uh, Mikey. I'm going to go to you for this one because I know that you were, you know, you dabbled with Perisic a little bit with your your preseason side. Um, you weren't sure whether you're going to have him in if you're going to have him out. Ryan Sessegnon got the start ahead of him, and um, Emerson obviously got the start ahead of Matt Doherty as well. I think you had Perisic and Doherty in your sides at you know different times in preseason. So Sessegnon obviously scored. He also had one chalked off by VAR um, by the the linesman. Sorry. Um, I'm very unlucky with his second one, um, but he obviously grabbed the goal for himself and he actually looked really, really good. So do you think that Perisic is, you know, going to be given the start this week? He got on for Spurs, but, you know, you can't drop Sessegnon after that performance, can you? Yeah, yeah you can't drop him, unfortunately. Uh, I think um, for now, until we get like a real solid idea about what the Spurs wing backs are going to do, we... They are just an avoid, unfortunately, in terms of FPL. Also, thanks to IBK for subscribing to the channel. That's that's awesome. Thank you, mate. But but yeah, I, I think at some point in this season, we'll all definitely be having Spurs wing backs in our team because they looked sensational. They they were so so high up the pitch, and they were just um, flying flying high exactly where we want our defenders <laughs> right in the 18 yard box ready to score some goals so yeah they are an avoid for now but definitely definitely wants to watch yeah i think you know you, you're spot on there mikey um you know they looked absolutely brilliant they get the license to bomb forward so that's exactly what you want in an uh, in an fpl sense always from your defenders is for them to be you know troubling the opposition defence themselves, you know, not really doing what defenders traditionally do, but um, getting forward, getting the attacking returns, getting the bonus points, um, and that will be absolutely brilliant. And the final talking point that we've got, boys, Jack, I'm going to you for this one. The Manchester United boys are back in town. 2-1 defeat at home to Brighton. Great start for Ten Hag. You know, a lot of people had the low in their, in their teams. You, you just can't go near Man United assets at the minute, can you? Oh God, what are we doing in this league? It is absolute <laughs> shocker. Um, it was embarrassing watching that game. I think obviously going and coming out of pre-season, obviously we've mentioned we've watched them when they came over here, watched them twice. You know, look look really good, look sharp, um, look confident, like the confidence was flowing through the team, and then come out on you know against Brighton. Listen, there's one or two, you know, good little spells here and there, but uh, we, we were struggling big time, big time. Yeah, so it's gone from you know Eric Eric Ten Hag to Eric Ten Months to Eric Ten Weeks, I think. So it's a uh, you know it could be ten days at this rate, but <laughs> it's uh, we had we had a shocker. We didn't look good and we were sloppy. Like we talked about Liverpool being sloppy in possession, but United were horrific. McTominay had a nightmare. Um, obviously, Fred, Fred had a stinker as well. But and the full on the you know the centre halves 
Maguire and Martinez. Martinez's first game, listen, you've got to give him opportunity, give him chance, but um, he didn't look too good when he was marking, you know, Dunk, who's like six foot four or something, and he's five foot eight. He's, um, you know, he's a bit of a mismatch here and there, you know, on corners and stuff like that. But um, stats-wise, Martinez looked actually quite good. Um, you know, he, I think he did the most passes on the pitch for United when we did have the ball. Um, putting obviously a couple of take-ons, he had a couple of shots as well. So he actually looked quite good, Martinez. To be fair, but nearly the rest gave away squad, a penalty as well, didn't he? It should have been a pen to for you. Know, <laughs> it probably should have been a pen. He got lucky there, but he was putting himself about. He's got that desire, hasn't he? And I'm sure he's going to make some big mistakes this season because of his desire. Um, attacking wise, um, you know, Rashi could have scored two, um, but he was pretty quiet as well. Um, Sancho didn't really get too much out of Sancho, which is disappointing because he looked so good in pre-season. Um, and then, you know, the, the Ericsson, Bruno won the false nine and the 10 rotation didn't really work the way, obviously, a Ten Hag wanted. Um, and I think it, Ericsson actually looked so much better when he played deeper as well. So I think, um, you know, <laughs> what's that chat looks like, James Bond? Cheers, Q. I'll take that one, like James Bond and Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Neville, mate. Definitely Gary Neville. Neville. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. I'm a, a lefty. You'll take that, though. Gene yeah. You'll take that. Do I take Gene Neville? I don't know. Do I? Yeah. yeah. So I'm a professional to. athlete. Yeah. So we come to now? I don't know. Um, what what so, yeah, where was that? chime in quickly, Josh? I, <laughs> I, I know it's easy to be so negative because there's nothing really much, much that you see on the pitch that is positive. But what do you think that... that you know, they seem to maybe do everything right in trade, you know, pre-season, everything looks amazing, players, you know, linking together, the, the the group looks good. But then why do you think they find that difficult to transition, you know, sort of that onto the pitch? Any any yeah. any reason that you think or is there any... You know, it, really, it was a big thing and I think, you know, I echo probably Ten Hag's um, ones in area, it's confidence. So going into it, you go, right, we've got a plan, we've got this, but I think with the Martial injury... That kind of got thrown. I think I think he should have started Ronaldo to be fair, but obviously there's stuff going on that everyone's not aware of, or maybe not he's not fit enough. Um, I'm pretty sure he will be. Like the guy's an absolute machine, isn't he? But I think we had a plan coming out of pre-season with Martial, obviously looking like he was going to start because he, he had a good pre-season. So him getting getting injured, he then changed last minute. He fielded, you know, um uh, Ericsson, he started his first game, you know, with, with the team. So if, if something goes wrong, then the plan goes to shit. Then what happens then? Do you know what I mean? With all those players on the pitch that haven't been f- fully together, but we played two two new players on in the game. So there's going to be confidence issues, but we did slip in back into that same that same confidence thing that we had last season where there wasn't any, and it just went to shit straight away. So one of the one of the things that people alluded to was the a the system because it wasn't what they had seen in preseason that seemed to work mm-hmm. so well, and b the starting lineup, the selection. So I think I think with those two things straight away, uh, it's it's not going to end well, really, is it? So you know, and also just point out, Ericsson has never played as a false nine. Uh, so Eric Ten Hag has been on some strong Dutch stuff, whatever it is. I think you know, it was when he was at, it was an Ajax who played as a striker in the early days, really. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think he knows a bit more about uh, obviously his history than us. Don't he? But um, nah, just not. No, 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 more than Reedy, Jack. What do you mean? Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm, a top, I'm a top. Talks him to death. Um, <laughs> so I think Ericsson playing there he looked so good when he was deeper, though. He did look good when he was deeper. So if we can take something out of that. Great, He's, he was looking for the forward pass every time. He was positive. He played some great balls into the box. Um, so if we've got a strike on the end of that, listen, I want to see Ronaldo play. I did think he was going to start. If he can get on the end of him and he's playing, happy days and they might create something. And then the confidence comes with that. Goals change games, as we know. So I think hopefully if we can get some against uh, Brentford in this next game, we'll see. We'll see where we're at. But um, for now, don't touch United assets. Yeah, I think that's a fairly safe call to make. Um, D10 sharing his you know, opinion. He reckons that Sancho is going to razzle and he loves watching him play. And uh, I think a lot of people love watching Sancho play. Fingers crossed, you know, if he can get fire in this season, him and Rashford respectively will both be brilliant, brilliant FPL assets to have in your teams. But um, that sort of wraps up the discussion that we've got going there, boys. And just before we move on to the Game Week 2 preview, uh, Bonus Bank, obviously, are our wonderful sponsor, as I alluded to last week. Um, they've launched a free tool this season which is going to help everyone with their FPL mini leagues. Uh, if you weren't here, the tool displays the probabilities of clean sheets for each team, which is obviously going to help, um, you know, with 
picking the players which are going to be the best to have in your defence, going to get you the most points this season. And it also tells you which players are most likely to score. Um, and they obviously use their data and their probabilities, which really, really, um, you know, Mikey just loves that. He loves the data. He loves the statistics. Um, so he's going to be absolutely buzzing with all of these stats and probabilities that we're going to give this week. But for this week, bonus banks, top three teams to keep a clean sheet probability. In third place, they've got Aston Villa with 40.4%. And they're playing Everton. So that's obviously a guaranteed clean sheet for any game week this season when you're playing the Toffees. Um. Uh, Secondly, uh, we have got Arsenal, uh, who are playing Leicester City, uh, 41.32%. And then in first place, by no surprise, is Man City, who have a 64.94% chance of keeping a clean sheet. Uh, Get that triple up on the goal. Corey's got the triple City. Come on! Absolutely. Any anyone that's got you know City players in your team, this is the week to you know expect everything out of them because I think they have the ability to absolutely decimate Bournemouth, and that's why it's no surprise that the two joint top goal scorers um, for the pro- probability wise this week we've got Julian Alvarez from Man City, the new boy, the new Aguero regen. He's got a fifty two point six four percent chance of scoring against Bournemouth, and then Mohamed Salah has the same percentage chance of scoring against Crystal Palace. And then in first place, by no surprise, is the Nordic meat shield himself, Erling Haaland, with a sixty eight point two percent chance of scoring against Bournemouth. So you know you've got to make sure that you're checking out these tools um, every single week in the link tree down below. Um, so you can figure out which players are going to be best to get in for your defence and your attack as well. It certainly helps out um, in an FPL sense every single week. Interesting one with that Alvarez one. Yeah, I think, you know, they must back him off the bench, I think, because it's not going to be too likely that he's going to get the start ahead of Haaland or anything. But you never know with Pep Roulette, do you? Elliot, can he play out right? I don't know. Well, anyone know? No, but Elliot, I've got a result. Um, in terms of why Man United lost, I just felt they were really rattled on the weekend. Okay. <laughs> rattled okay. in what in what sense? I just didn't think psychologically they were there. I thought Brighton were just a lot more well well drilled under psychologists. We, we, we haven't been there for like, we haven't been there for about nearly ten years, mate. Thought I'd bring something new to the table, like cash and card. There's psychology. <laughs> Well, Chas is going to have his psychology section on the podcast every week now. He's going to do his captain's cash and card and he's going to do his psychology section. But I think, you know, what Jack was saying before, the confidence is a big factor of it. And I think that links to what you're trying to say there, Charlie. They just didn't really look into it and didn't look up for it as well. So um, obviously when put together, they aren't exactly a recipe for success but we'll move on and we'll get into previewing the second game week of the Premier League season now boys I'm going to bring up the fixtures for game week two up on the screen now and I'll go to you first uh, Mikey what's a fixture that you're really excited for in an FPL sense this week yeah I think um, in terms of FPL obviously all eyes are on um, our mini league, which I'm, I'm clearly the top of, if you can check my background. But, you know, if, if you're not watching our mini league and watching me absolutely smash you lot, um, we're drawing all eyes onto Man City versus Bournemouth. That's obviously a massive, massive fixture. And then um, also all eyes are going to be on Liverpool Crystal Palace as well. Like The Man City game speaks for itself. But if Liverpool draw or lose to Crystal Palace, there's going to be some serious panic. I think, because, you know, is, you know, are we, are people going to keep players like Trent? Like, could we see him start to go out of people's teams? So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure on a Liverpool performance as well. That's, big, um, certainly, big, certainly is. Yeah. Big one, big London derby as well for Spurs and Chelsea. I think there's a, a, quite a few people with Kulu and Mount in their teams, hoping that they can get up, get maybe snatch a 1 1. But it's got nil nil written all over it, I think. But yeah, there you go. Two teams trying to park the bus and defend the whole game. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a really exciting one to watch, I think. But Chaz, I want to go to you now as the, the resident psychologist on the podcast. How do a team like Bournemouth mentally prepare themselves for a big fixture against Man City? You know, you see what Haaland's doing to West Ham. They've got to be worried, don't they? Certainly. Absolutely. I feel the first half is critical, especially in the first 20 minutes. If they sort of just contain Man City and not concede a goal, then that, then that I will say, go a long way. 
And it seems what most bottom sides tend to do when they do go to the Etihad. They do kind of just sort of sit back, but Man City eventually find a way in itself. But if they could get to half time and there's still no goal scored, that would give them enormous belief. And you would say, too, the belief was drawn after beating Villa 2 0. Um, could I just quickly answer this question? Is that okay? Just a fixture? I don't mean to be a Absolutely, hog. mate. Absolutely. Cool. My game I'm looking forward to the most, it's Brighton versus Newcastle. And this is the reason why, is because all three of Newcastle's kits have clashed with Brighton. Can Newcastle have a 100% winning record with their fourth chosen kit? That's all I care about. The That's kit is an absolute beauty, by the way, as well. It's, our, it's, it's one of our warm-up kits for this season. Um, and I can't understand for the life of me why it's not one of our kits this season, because it is absolutely beautiful. Um, but you, you make a very fair point, Chaz. Uh, the Premier League have ruled all three of our kits um, out for playing Brighton uh, away this season. You know, one of them is blue, one of them is mainly white. Uh, and then, obviously, black and white, the famous black and white as well. So, um yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. As you said, Would it would be a 100% win record uh, in that kit if we managed to, you know, get three points. Um, fingers crossed for me, obviously, and fingers crossed for people with Trippier and Wilson and all the sorts of Newcastle assets that people have got in their teams as well. So uh, thank you for the, uh, the insight for the fixtures there, Chaz and Mikey. Uh, boys, we're going to move on now and we're going to review our teams and how they did last week and then our plans transitioning into game week two. So Jack, we'll start with you and uh, you know how you sort of went in the first game week. So if you want to bring your team up onto the screen now, uh, you can share you know your review of your game week one. Yeah, not a bad start from me, to be fair, uh, if I don't say so myself. Uh, I know we're sitting third in the in the mini league, so about halfway between us lot. Not too bad. Um, the City triple up paid off. Uh, I know I went defensive triple up rather than having Haaland in there, but you know that paid dividends with the 20 points overall from them three, Edison, Cancelo and Walker. So, yeah, pretty happy. Obviously, Trent letting us down there. Cash, as we know, letting down. But the, uh, the captain shout with Salah, of course, perma-captain. He, um, yeah, he smashed it with the 24 points. Quiet, as we mentioned earlier, in that Liverpool team, but yeah, came alive. Uh, so pretty pretty pleased with that. And the Martinelli one, I think uh, I, I spoke to Mike Halpin on the uh, on our Discord a couple of times, went back and forward about the Arsenal assets and he convinced me to get uh, to get Nelly in there. So he returned with eight points with his goal. Uh, my differential was sent Max, um, obviously from uh, your Newcastle L. He could have scored in that game and he looked, he looked sharp. Um, but didn't come away with the goal, unfortunately. Obviously, your your guy Wilson did. So I was, I was fuming about that because Wilson I, was going to be my alternative Newcastle pick. Go on. He was. And you were, the reason that I put Wilson in my team is because you sent me one of your drafts and I just thought that I couldn't go without him. But oh. FPL Sandwich Podcast has asked you, Jack, what are you smoking, bro? Because you've got St. Max in your team. So what's your response to that? Oh, listen, I think it's that differential pick. If you watched last week, I mentioned that I, need, I wanted something different in there. Uh, obviously, bit of a differential uh, i didn't want to follow the template 100 percent, so i went 95 percent instead uh, and that's where st max came from so i would have been smoking some good stuff if, if it pulled off in uh, in game week one if i'm not mistaken so uh you never know you win some you lose some and obviously kane and jesus in there but um yeah jesus didn't didn't deliver as obviously all the hype um was going that way and kane obviously didn't get on the score sheet even with the four goals so Disappointing with the front two, um, and obviously disappointing with said Max not 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 delivering. But I think um, pretty happy. Sixty three points, still not bad. But um, obviously sitting two point seven mil overall uh, makes you feel obviously uh, where in reality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, sixty three points is a very good score. You know, six points above the average, Jack. But you know, you'd love to have a, a really really good game week two. So where do you sort of go from here? Do you think what are your plans going to be for game week two? Well, as you were speaking about before, with the the price rises up and down, I got stitched up because I was late to the late to looking at my team thereafter. So with Kane decreasing in price and Haaland increasing in price, I've uh, I've lost my move there, which was going to be my move. So I just waited too long. Absolutely brutal and ruthless. Then rises, um, and then with cash, I was going to change for Zinchenko instead, and noticed that one had changed as well. So yeah, I think Zinchenko's now he's got the surcharge on him now, doesn't he? That's that it, mate. Surcharge. I've been done by that surcharge. So uh, for me, for now, I'm just going to roll over. I don't think there's any moves to kind of make there. Um, I did put it out on my Twitter. If there was any options in there um, from from anyone else, no one really wanted me to move from St. Max. But I, I looked at Trossard. I mean, he, 
we know what he's capable of, really like him. Um, so I think he was kind of maybe an option to move out. But Everton, I think there's a lot of new players coming into that team and there are shambles as it is, aren't they? So I think um, I'd be interested. Yeah, in no Max... comment, mate. But... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm hanging it out for you, mate. Come on, let me reel in. Um, yeah, there it is. I've got, got a big one. So I think it's, um, yeah, I've just got, to, I'm going to roll over and uh, pray for the best out of this now. Yeah, absolutely. What about Pascal Gross, Jack, do you think, as an FPL asset? You know, you don't score two goals away at Old Trafford and not be a, a somewhat decent FPL asset and, you know, let alone scoring both of them inside seven minutes. Oh, I don't know, mate. I think anyone can uh, score against United this season, can't they? So I think uh, it's up for anyone. Anyway, everyone's going to be a, 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 on the watch list against United this season because anything's possible. But to be fair, listen, he's a great player. He is a good player and it is. I think he's only 5.5 as well. So he's got off to a good start. Um, so... But I don't think I'm willing to get away from St. Max against Everton. If I'm honest, I think it's a better fixture. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people in chat saying, Jack, that you know you should be going Harry Kane to Darwin Nunes, save yourself a bit of cash. Um, so that's a little bit of food for thought for you to yeah, think no, about. Yeah, nice shout. Nice shout from uh, Sandwich. So they giving me abuse. But yeah, so, yeah that's a good shout. <laughs> Sandwich and Ducky both said that. So, you know, it's got to be somewhat decent advice uh, if you've got those two people giving it to you. So a little bit of food for thought uh, for you to be thinking about as you go into game week two. Mikey, we'll talk about you next, um, as you've already spoken about. Oh, how, how long blah, have you blah, got? Blah, blah. <laughs> Absolute rubbish. Um, 72 points, a, a brilliant week from you, mate. So I'll let you just talk through your success. Yeah, I mean, it is, I, I would say, some would say success. I would say I've absolutely gotten away with it, to be fair. I, I think um, the Triple City clean sheet went a long way. Um, you know, everyone had... Um, oh, man, even Mike Halpin is, is getting his popcorn out for this one because he knows what's coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kulu smashed it. Mason Mount, big concern. Diego Dallo, big concern. But what... The main thing about this team is that the biggest fires to put out with this team are players that aren't in the team. So my whole one em strategy, I believe, is like totally mudded at the moment because there are players out there that I think are going to get two or more, well, at least one goal every week. And those players are Darwin and Holland, and I don't have either of them. And because of the structure of my team with only the one striker, it's impossible to get to either of them. So, yeah, of course, you know, I'm on top of the mini league, you know, between us. You know, I don't think I've mentioned that yet. Um, but, Are you, you know, top, top, top of the league? Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure. top, I'm top of our mini league, mate. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And and so, you know, um, but anyway, um, sh shall I reveal what I've done, L? You shall. Yeah, you can yeah. click on that pick team button or that transfer button. Yeah, and you can mate, show the viewers um, watching along. After 72 points this week. Yeah. Yeah. After 72 points, we've hit the wild card. And now <laughs> I will open up the floor to criticism from everyone above me in our mini league. I think we need everyone's reaction in the chat, first of all, to that good of a score and playing your wild card. Um, Quentin's just asked on what his thoughts are on a six-week wild card, uh, week six wild card, sorry. Mikey's playing it in game week two. So we had the, the legendary FPL Addicts event of, of Jack playing a, an FPL suicide, we deem it, two seasons ago when he did a negative 24 um, after game week one into game week two. On, I, told, Mikey, I told Mikey this in confidence, mate. Come on. Mikey has decided that he's going to play his wild card for the second week. We've got Ducky saying that it's a decent move. Um, I'm pretty sure that's talking about a week six wild card for Quentin um, and not about the week two one for you, Mikey, but we'll have to find out. But Jack, he's playing his wild card. What do you make of it? I'm, I'm just looking now, just zooming in, looking at his team. I thought, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you what, it, even with Andreas Stein, Pereira, like Pereira looked good for Fulham, didn't he? He looked great in that 10 yeah. ball. He was absolutely everywhere. And for 4.5, is an absolute steal. He's on, he's on set pieces. So even in, with him in the team, like, it's a strong team and De Silva came on and scored as well. Um, so he's got Kulu in there, of course. He's, he's kept the faith, but the, the yeah, strike the, force the, now. The team isn't going to look like this actually come the deadline, obviously, because it's me. I'm tinkering away. You, you're going to fire out 25 squads yeah. in the, in the yeah. WhatsApp group, aren't you, mate? Um, um, yeah, well, what, what I'm going to do is... is um, So, like, Andreas isn't actually starting. Okay. I'm trying to, like, 
I'm, I'm, it's so funny that like cash and surcharges have, have been like a bit of, of a theme so far because um when you play wild card and this is just advice for people don't don't take advice from me on when to play your wild card but take advice on how to play it you know because when you play your wild card half of you is looking for your team to be as good as it can be the rest of you is looking to um play like investment banker so try and keep your eye on all the price rises that are possible so even under underneath your wild card you can increase your team value so I've obviously got Mitrovic in there, but what I'm thinking is Ramsdale to Iverson. There's currently 0.5 in the bank. Ramsdale to Iverson, and just go with that Leicester and um, keep a double up, and then uh, Mitrovic can become um, Jesus again, and then um, Cancelo can go to Walker, and then Nico Williams can become Reese James which is what I'm thinking about at the moment. So that's where the current squad is at. And I've got to say, like, you know, regardless of what you think about the timing of the wild card, this team going forward is is frightening. This is a frightening team, it, yeah. especially if you're Listen, up like against the, it. The front, front line and the moves that you can potentially make as well, like you've thought about, which obviously you've got yeah. to do in these wild card situations. Yeah. You've got to look ahead, but there's a lot of flexibility <laughs> and movement you can do in there. But I think what we chatted about as well was there's not massive fixture swings for some of these assets as well. So it's yeah. like, it, you know, you can keep that team up until the World Cup sort of thing, just with those moves, with the with the transfers, and you, you, you'll make mm. your way across, obviously with injuries pending, but still yeah. going to be a strong team regardless, isn't it? But Yeah, and, and I think what, what Mike Alpen's saying in, in the chat as well, like I, I had a strategy, it was bold, and I think sometimes in FPL we can be too stubborn. You know, we, we don't admit our mistakes and we stick with players for six or seven weeks or whatever, but, you know, I've, I've made a mistake I'm correcting it. I'm moving forward. You know, a, a um, mistake that uh, got you 72 points there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as, as I say, I, I think I've got away with it. You know, it's it's it's. I'm, I'm looking into the future. Uh, but speaking of looking into the future, L, you know, it, it's one of these things is that if I can get away with an early wild card, it's this season. Because L, do you want to explain to us what's happening over the international break, mate? I am more than happy to because I had absolutely no idea of this and I will put my hands up and say that I have just found out about this 42 minutes ago when we first started streaming. You get a wild card while the World Cup is on, essentially. You get unlimited transfers while the World Cup is on. I had no idea personally. Apparently, it was common knowledge. I was absolutely clueless and blind to any of this. I had no idea um, that this was going to be the case. I don't agree with it personally. Um but that is going to be the case. So you, in theory, you get three wild cards this season. You get the, the two normal ones and then you get unlimited transfers while the World Cup is on as well. So I, as soon as I found that out, um, you know, the the sort of support for your wild card from me, Mikey, definitely went up. I sort of thought, OK, well, that makes a bit more sense now because yeah. I was, as I was saying to you, when you told me that that was going to be the case, I was saying that, you know, a lot of people probably save their wild cards for the World Cup. Um, you know, wanting to save it just mm. in case people get injured um, and that sort of stuff. But obviously, you're going to have the unlimited transfers anyway. So I think you can get away with an early wild card this season for yeah. sure. I think most people, because of the wild card situation, they, most people were thinking about wild card in game week six or seven. But what I'm thinking is like, there's no real obvious fixture swing this season. So I think, you know, we're wild card and into players here this week getting a five-game week head start on those players who, you know, are going to be bringing in the likes of Haaland and just going to be limping to that point where, where they can get um to to play in their wild cards. So, so yeah, obviously it's a massively risky strategy. But I think, you know, the alternative was taking a minus 16 or a minus 20 to bring in Erlen Haaland. Which I wasn't about to do because my name's Sounds not good Jack. To me, mate. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we knew what Jack was <laughs> in that situation then. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so, so like, I think, but also not having certain players is like taking a minus sometimes. So, you know, obviously, Holland has some in mental stats, and Darwin looked amazing. He goal and an assist in just over half an hour on the pitch in his first game for the club. So he's, like, I hate using the word essential, but like he's about, both the pair of them are about as essential as it gets for me. 
Mikey, on um, a player that you talked about a lot, and I think Sam's just mentioned him here as well, our boy Bowen. I thought, I thought you, you, you've not shut up about him for the last two weeks about your plan to bring him in. Where is he? A naughty naughty well, transfer, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it is a naughty transfer. And, you know, as I say, this team still has the 0.5 in the bank. Um, but Kulu has some um, capital, <laughs> some investment banking, um, some 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 bonus in his bank. Wait, shout out sponsor <laughs> to to um, it in in his value at the moment. So the thing is, um, if Kulusevski rises by point one more, I can sell him and bring in Bowen still, even with this team here. And um, I can bank the 0.1 mil already. The value of my team already, because look at all the price rises I've caught here, which is Holland, Mitrovic, Kulosevsky, I've caught um, Martinelli, I've caught Sinchenko. Um, so the value of my team is is um, just over 100 100.5 mil already. So we're already getting out ahead of the curve and hopefully um, it'll pay off. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you want to keep up to date with Mikey's wildcard journey, you'll have to be following along uh, on social media, on Twitter uh, is the best place that you can find him. So the Reverend has activated his wildcard in game week two. That is the big FPL story of the week from the FPL addict. So thank you, Mikey. And uh, congratulations on your game week one score. Charlie, we're going to move on to you now and you can take us through your game week one team. Uh, it wasn't, you know, all sunshine and rainbows for you, but how did you get on? It was okay uh, to start off the season. I felt some people didn't push away the way they wanted, and I was certainly in that camp. But as many game weeks in one season, and this is just a starting point for it all. So, look, a couple of goals. I think Harland up the top is my best on ground, and I know I've been on that show before. But Harland on field for this week was the man of the moment. I think Sack with a last-minute assist with a bit of a goal robbed there. I feel he is capable of producing 200-plus points this season for Kiyosaka. I understand Martinelli may be the better option at the moment, and he's $2 million cheaper, which means value. But I think Saka, he's just essential to Arsenal's attack. Some with just the assist, it was one of those days. But whenever there's a good suited fixture for Spurs, that's when the captaincy will go back on him. However, for the next couple of games, it's going to be all Haaland when it comes to captaincy. We'll get to that shortly. Cash... And his surcharges alongside Leon Bailey. What on earth was he doing? Robertson, Diaz, Arnold all blanked. And oh, Jesus Christ fell pretty much in Selhurst <laughs> Park. He blanked it too. <laughs> and you get the double Leicester combo and just the one point out of that. So probably could have been better if Harlan was skipped. But yes, nice no selling. Do you think uh, Jesus will rise again, Charles? <laughs> I mean, he does have a favourable next four fixtures in Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham and Aston Villa. Three of his next four being at home to the Emirates. So I just feel it's a bit hasty of people transferring out Hazus already for the likes of Darwin or even Erling Haaland. You bought him for a reason at the start, so keep the faith. But that was me. I think that's spot on from you, Charlie. Um, and obviously, you've, you've t- told us about your team for this week. So what are your plans going to be going into game week two? Do you think you're going to make any transfers? If you want to meet boring human beings, this is a place to come to because I'm just going to roll the transfer and make it two free transfers heading into game week three. It's one of those games, game weeks where it's best to just stick with the 11 you initially started with, put them to a second game week and just see how they go. And yeah. with 10 of the possible 11 players having home fixtures, uh, there's no reason to really make a transfer at the moment. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, um, Chaz. And, you know, Harlan's going to be the captain for you this week, then, you think? Yeah, I just don't feel Son is worthy of captaincy. If Salah was in, maybe. But it's just seemed the meat shield has overshadowed all conversations this week. <laughs> He it's certainly, anything. certainly has. Uh, all the uh, all the attention was on the Nordic meat shield this week. Um, so, as Ellen, Chaz has just- said... Elliot, just one quick thing. I know Mikey loves this, so I'm going to put an air a couple seconds. But all red on the right-hand side, a bit of Villa on the left, and then just a bit of Mate, City and Spurs in the middle. He loves it. I was just going to say, like, even though you've only got the, four, the, the Amiga 46 points this week, you've, you've won my heart. 
me because the aesthetics of this team are fully there. Look at look at that. Just take a moment in the chat to just appreciate that. Even Tiff is saying her heart yeah. goes out to you, mate. So, <laughs> I think yeah, everyone's we, heart we love, goes out to Chaz. Love, yeah. And I recorded so all the changes. It took about 12 substitutions for that to occur from last game week. <laughs> Worth it because it looks like that. It looks brilliant, Chaz. So thank you for telling us what your moves are going to be for game week two. Reedy, you are the man of the hour now. How did your game week one go, mate? Yeah, and I've been a bit uh, MIA in, during the pod, but I've been catching a few things. Um, my game week went okay. You know, 55 points. It's It, it could have gone better, as we know. Um, but yeah, I put my faith in, in Matty Cash at the back and it wasn't to be as uh, Bournemouth uh, managed to get a 2-0 win. Um, Cancelo, you know, managed to get those seven points, which was nice. But other than that, really, the, the defence was was awful because as we as we mentioned earlier in the pod, Liverpool just, just weren't at it. Um, so that Trent Robbo clean sheet and even getting attacking returns was, was just simply a no-go. So um, yeah, I picked up the rest of my points really from the Salah captain. There was never any doubt that he was always going to be the captain. So that was nice for him to get a, a, a return. And, you know, Mason Mount, oh, what's, what's the saying? All fart and no Mount. poo or whatever. You know, I don't know. He's just just literally just, yeah. It's, I don't really want to speak about Mason Mount because I think similar to Jack with United, it just upsets me. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one there with him. And then Martinelli, um, beautiful Martinelli, six million, eight-point return. Got a cheeky little header, which of all the players that Arsenal have, you don't expect him to get on the end of it. So that was nice. And then um, Son just get me an assist. I mean, it went big, obviously, first game week with Son and Salah, which I went full circle, as I mentioned the other week, um, going back to those two. And Son just didn't get any more than the assist, which was a real, real shame because that's the type of game where you're expecting to potentially even get a hat-trick. So that that was probably the unlucky one of the of, of my players that had him aside and Jesus, um, yeah, didn't didn't manage to deliver. But I do agree with what Chaz is saying in terms of, I think Jesus or, or a few people in the chat maybe have said is uh, Jesus will have a second coming and especially that fixture run that he's got. Um, I, I think he's definitely going to return. Um, so, yeah, I like I like the way that, that Arsenal played. I saw a lot of good things in that game. But yes, for the team, 55. Um, yeah, just, just average, isn't it? Yeah, and is it going to be a, a rollover for you this week as well, Reedy, do you think? Is it going to be a what? Is it going to be a, a transfer rollover from you this week or are you going to be making any moves? Uh, any moves? What do you mean? Oh, already, any transfers, already... Reedy? Are you making any transfers? <laughs> he's half asleep. Can, can you not, can, can you not see the screen now, Can, can you not Oh, oh look at now? that. There he goes. He's gone to Holland. He has. Can you not, he has. Can you not see... See the screen there. What, did, what uh, happened for you to get Holland in then? Did you, you take a hit on? already? The hit it's called the wild card, card, Mikey. You know, you know about this. Oh, it's called oh. the wild card, Mikey. <laughs> you wild carded as well. <laughs> Deary me, I, I have indeed. <laughs> Jesus oh my God. Christ! Oh, the, the can't two, keep up two, with this now, boys. Uh, the two Northerners have, have, have uh, gone in. Um, Absolutely, heads gone. Fully into, game week, fully into game week, game week two, um, heads are spinning, you know, wild cards are, are, are active and um, yeah, I just have to go for it. I mean, going back to that team, as we mentioned, 55 points by any means isn't that bad of a score um, and I'm not, I'm not mentioning you, Charlie, uh, this isn't a dig at you, mate, <laughs> but 55 points is okay, but for me, the team that I picked... The likes of Mount, the likes of Neto were the main reasons for me and also not having a second striker. So I'd probably say those three in that little portion there, you know, was the issue. Um, the bench is really thin, just Greenwood and Archer. And I was influenced by probably a good few pints on there uh, in Saturday daytime, <laughs> as, as Mikey will know, um, to, to bring a couple of those players in. Yeah, so for me... It's uh, the only way is up now with the uh, with the wild card boys, and I mean, I know you said wow. so many good things about Mikey's wild card, so you know I, I, it's justifiable by the sounds of it. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. Um, and you obviously, as you can see there, you still have money in your bank as well. And I know that you're a big fan of the uh, the Aronson pick and Drewsbury Hall is sitting in there in your team as well. So, as I said, with Mikey, if you want to keep up yeah. with Reedy's wildcard journey, you're going to have to be looking along on Twitter and you can find his team, what, whatever it finally will be. It'll probably look nothing like it does on the screen now, um, is on the deadline. So thank you, Reedy and Mikey. Uh, you are the, the stories. Just one question for Reedy. Like, mm. so he's wildcarding, but with no triple Liverpool and no Darwin. Interesting. Yeah, yeah because um, the reason for that is I've still got money in the bank there. I'm probably going to be moving to either Darwin or Reese James, more likely Darwin if I need to. But, you know, the thing with that is for me, um, I think Jesus is going to get a return. So I think to move off him this early, is um, yeah, I'm going to get punished personally. Um, so I'm going to wait on that one just to see what Darwin actually does do. We've only had one game. The Haaland situation is completely different. Haaland's going to score. But the thing with Darwin is, uh, I just I don't know if he's got the same killer instinct as, as Haaland's. Um, you saw, for example, against Fulham, what he did with that, with that tap to Salah. Any striker, if that's Haaland, he puts that in the back of the net. For me, so I just don't think he, he lacks a little bit of the composure maybe that Haaland's got. So for me, I've not seen enough yet to jump to Darwin, um, but I have got the money there to, to go to him if I need to. Um, if I don't, I keep Jesus for the next three or four. I'll probably go to to Reece James um, and move to him then. So that's my option. But I want I want to keep it kind of. I want the minimum two strikers and not the three because I want to have more options in the midfield. So with Aronson and Drewsby Hall. In terms of fixtures, I can switch between between them two if I need to. Then, so that's how I look at it. Wow! So yeah, absolutely love it, Reedy, yeah. and uh, thank you for sharing your your wild card and Mikey. It's all thank you for my donkey card. Give some, uh, <laughs> give some brilliant content for the podcast, so we appreciate it, boys. Uh, we'll just go through my team ever so quickly, boys. Uh, Sixty-eight points for me in game week one. Was absolutely delighted with that. Um, didn't manage to break the seventy barrier, but um, was really happy all over the pitch. You know, Mendy, Trippier, Cancelo and Walker, um, all with clean sheets. The Liverpool double up in defence didn't work out in my favour, um, but obviously Mitrovic had a field there against both of them, um, so I don't mind that uh, as long as, you know, Mitrovic is having fun, you know, playing with the, the kids in the in the sandbox. I will sacrifice my FPL points for that. As long as Mohamed Salah, who was my captain, gets his points, and he certainly did this week. He got 12, doubled for 24 for me. Neto with the blank, um, you know, he's that cheap enabler in the midfield for me, and he was so close to an assist um, for Wolves' first goal, um, but obviously didn't get there in the end. And then Son with the assist, Wilson with the uh, deftest of touches for a, a fantastic finish, uh, finally managed to score against Dean Henderson, who was uh, brilliant for, for Forrest. Um, obviously managed to get his goal, which was absolutely brilliant. Delighted. Callum Wilson, my favourite football player. So when he scores for me and he's in my FPL team, it is a double double positive for me. Love him as a player, love him as an FPL asset and love it because it meant that the tune got three points on the opening day of the season. Uh, and then Jesus, obviously with the blank as well. He was so close to an assist too. Um, but the reason that I'm going to be showing my team here, boys, is because I'm not playing my wild card. Unfortunately, I'm not doing a Mikey and I'm not doing a Reedy. My team is going to be the exact same as it was in game week one. The armband is going to stay on Salah. The vice captaincy is potentially going to go on to Cancelo. And the lineup is going to be the exact same for me. So not too much to shout about um, for my team. But what I do want to just address quickly, I want to go over to Ollie, who has managed to join us. He's committed. Um, he must have heard that we were talking a little bit of smack at the start of the podcast. I just want to hear from you, Ollie. I want to hear how your FPL game week one went, if you're with us, mate. Which I don't think he is, unfortunately. Um, so we will just move on now. Yeah, I think you asked to, him to talk about his game week and then he just decided against it. He, he, he turned off, fair. didn't he? he yeah. so, sorry, that. lads. I, I've just lost you on the on the connection. I'm back, though. Sorry, lads. Ah, How are okay. all doing? Of course, all right? of course he is. We're, we're all good, mate. We're all good. Thank You're you. You're right, it's been a good pod today, mate. Uh, we still got Charlie's captain section to go, which was the highlight last week. So really looking forward to that. But how did you get on in game week one, Ollie? Uh, I mean, you're asking that question because you know how badly I did um, and you want another opportunity to kick a man while he's down. Uh, but you know what? I, I did I did awfully, um, to be honest. For my standards, I want to be doing better than that. Still beat the average. So for those long-time listeners, you know that my personality in FPL is to beat the average and I did that. 
Um, but it was a couple of 50-50 decisions that, that saw me down the river, really. And if I would have gone the other way, I would have been on with a really good score, maybe 70-plus. Um, but hindsight's king in FPL, and sometimes it's not the way it works. Certainly is, mate. So what's your plans for game week two? Is there going to be any switch-ups for you, or is it just going to be more of the same, do you think? Uh, worryingly, there isn't. I'm going to stay the same as game week one. Um, the problem with that, obviously, being that, you know, you know what they say, insanity is, you know, just doing the same thing and expecting different results. But I'm going to give it one more week on, on Kane. I, I, I think he'll do something this weekend. He's got a mental like run in London derbies. And obviously Tottenham have got one this week. Um, I want to go to Haaland. There's no, you know, there's no qualms about that. I want to get, get to him. But, you know, how I do it is going to be, you know, going to need another week of thinking. Yeah, I think that's fair enough, mate. And, um, you know, patience is key a lot of the time in FPL. But as you said there, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, you know, you've got to find the balance between the two. So fingers crossed, you know, it works out uh, for you in game week two. And then obviously you can reassess and see where you're going to go from there. Who knows? You might pop your wild card before the deadline, like the two scousers on the podcast. So who really knows what's going to happen uh, before the They've game week They've got me thinking deadline. about it. They've got me yeah. thinking about it, El. Um they do, but I just don't think, for me, in the way I want to play, I like playing a wild card around game week six, game week seven. So it would take an absolutely awful run for me to deviate from that. And obviously, I'm one week through an awful run. You can't call it a run on game week one. You just call it a bad game week. If it goes to two or three, then you call it a bad run. And then I might think about playing the wild card, pulling the trigger and you know going with that. But if it's just the one week or the two weeks bad run, I'll stick with what I've got because I made that team for a reason. You know, I don't want to put seven weeks of pre-season to waste just because I've done, you know, I have one bad week when the season starts. Uh, so I think I'm just going to stick with I, it. I, I feel attacked. <laughs> no, I, it's, not, it's not that. It's not, it's not an attack. Um, it's just the way that I like to play FPL. Everybody plays it differently. And look, I don't have the right to attack anybody because... At the minute, I am bottom of the mini league. I had an awful start to the season, and Mikey, you haven't. You're playing the wild card because you can, because you're flexing on the rest of us because you're good. Um, whereas I'm not good, and so I need to, to change things up a bit, maybe. Um, but I just don't want to take extreme measures now. But fair play if you are playing your wild card, but that's just not what I'm going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie, uh, Quentin, you know, he's put in the chat, just wants to know what your thoughts are on, uh, you know, Josh Brownhill, you know, getting a, grabbing a goal for the Clarets this week, uh, you know, for Burnley's return back to the promised land in the Premier League. So what do you make of that one, mate? I mean, look, even when he's not in the Premier League, we still manage to talk about him, don't we? Um, to be fair, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of Burnley. We know that. But if I'm going to say something positive about Burnley, it was a well-taken finish from Josh Brownhill. It was, a, it was a good finish. The positive thing about it is it didn't lead to a Burnley win. They drew one all with Luton and Rovers the top of the league. So, you know what? Josh Brownhill can score his goals as long as he wants, as long as Rovers stay above Burnley in the table. That's all I'll say. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um Thanks, boys, for, you know, sharing what your moves are for game week two. It definitely didn't go the way that I was expecting. I knew Mikey had played his wild card, but I had no idea that Reedy had activated his. He baited us in the WhatsApp group early this week, you know, joking with us, saying that he was going to play it. Um, but I did not think that he was actually going to play it for real. So you definitely got me with that one, Reedy. Um, we're going to move on, boys, now to the uh, the CC with Chaz section, the, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's got his captain picks. He's a captain's man. Uh, didn't go for him too well for him in game week one. Obviously he put the armband on Son, but Chaz, it is your time to shine. My friend, take it away with your captains. Uh, thank you, Elliot. And just before I introduce the captains, could I just do a roll call place and see who's left? Because I know Jack has, he went early. It seems that everyone's stuck around and so some of the viewers. So I'm extremely impressed. This podcast has been going for an hour. If it was me as a guest, I probably would have snoozed off. Let's get straight into the captain's That's, that's what Reedy did. That was good. Even <laughs> one of our, his kids were crying as well. If I, if I had a kid, they'd be crying too. <laughs> so to the captain's picks, there's only three standouts in my eyes for the coming game week. We'll start off with the two Manchester City boys. Of course, in Erlen Harland, the headline maker. It seems to be most people, you're going to know what you're going to get from him. 
And when I mentioned this Bundesliga run of scoring 47 goals in 48 league matches, I'm not joking because he started off scoring a brace away at West Ham and everything's just highlighted by that scintillating goal he scored in the second half on the run. He's robotic. He is a determinator. He is a machine. That's what he's going to deliver. He had the highest XGA recorded of 2.17. Now, if you don't know your X's, hopefully you don't know your ex-girlfriends, but this is XGA, which is expected goals and assists. And he's had the, he's the most transferred in with 875,000 transfers as we go on air for the coming game week. And his other man in Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, look, if Erling Haaland was going to order the entire dinner menu, you need someone to assist him. And that is Kevin De Bruyne. He got, he got his campaign away with an audacious assist at the London Stadium last week. And a very unique fact on him is that he has delivered returns in each of his last six home games, dating back to last season. His last blank at the Etihad came in game week 26 against Tottenham, where they lost three goals to two. So he's another decent one. Now, Mo Salah is the third one, and it takes something catastrophic for him not to be mentioned on a game weekly basis when it comes to armband discussion. Started with 12 points in the opener, away at Craven Cottage, and some people did say in the first half he wasn't all that lively, but as soon as Darwin Nunes came on, he was a different prospect. But we need to go to the game week two factor on this. But before that, we'll go on to his Palace factor. The last time he blanked against Crystal Palace was in August 2017, and it was his second Premier League game as a red. And since then, he's registered a return in every time he's played Crystal Palace. Now we'll go to the game week two factor. We'll start off with 2017-18 with their 1-0 win against Palace. It was a Mane scored the goal, Salah blanked. We'll go to 2018-19, a 2-1 away win at Crystal Palace. Salah assisted in the 93rd minute. 2019-20 season, a 2-1 away win at Southampton, blank. 2020-21 season, 2-0 win away at Chelsea, blank. 2021-22 campaign, at home to Burnley, 2-0 win, blank. So in summary, he has had one assist of a possible five games in game week two. And they're at home to Crystal Palace for a second time and the third time they're playing Palace in a game week two fixture. So you'd hope he breaks the duck. That's all for this week. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, Jesus Christ doesn't fall yet again. <laughs> Thank you so much for your uh, your captaincy input that you've given us this week, Chaz. Uh, is the the highlight of the podcast for me. It was last week. It always is this week. Just the way that you you present yourself and everything is just comedic but also insightful so we always appreciate it so thank you so much for the uh, the insight to the captaincies there and uh, there's going to be a lot of people hoping that two of those players Harland and Salah can return for them this week so I think they will be the two highest selected captain options for this week unfortunately that does end the podcast for us today as Charlie said we have been going for around an hour and we've got through everything that we needed to talk about so I don't think there's anything else that we uh, needed to add onto the podcast today. I thank you all for watching along live. Uh, anyone that was dropping any comments into the live chat, uh, we appreciate every single one of you and anyone who clicked on just to watch or listen. We appreciate every single one of you. Good luck to absolutely everyone uh, in game week two. If you're playing your wild card like Mikey and Chris, hopefully you know it doesn't cause you too much uh, insanity and you can sort out which teams, what players you want in your team uh, pretty early on and then you can have a nice relaxing end to your week. May all your FPL dreams come true. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now.